Hi there, and welcome to the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast. We're Paris and Alana, friends who have a heart for intimacy and long to uncover God's truth and design for sexual freedom within marriage. Welcome here. Hey, Kingdom Sexuality. It's been a long time. (laughs) This actually feels kind of weird. Alana and I are back. We are going to fill you guys in on kind of the past little bit and what things are going to look like moving forward. Both Alana and I have had some pretty big changes come up in our individual lives this year. And so we're going to go. I have to, I got to go get Alice one second. (laughs) (laughs) One being a baby. One second. I love it. So Alan and I have been talking over the past bit, and we have come up with a new schedule. We have some changes upcoming, and we just want to honor you guys in that because you guys have been the ones really carrying us through in a ton of prayer and support, and we just want to honor you guys right now, and thank you for that. Thank you for being present with us and supporting us and lifting this ministry up in prayer, it truly does mean an incredible amount. So thank you guys for that. So with that said, really, I guess Alana and I will just take you through what has been going on on kind of a quick level uh, in our individual lives, but we do have a Q and a to go through with you guys. You guys had questions and we're going to go through that with you guys tonight. We're also going to go through Uh, some upcoming events that we have coming up, one being the Unquench Conference and a changing of schedules on our end with when the podcasts are going to be, or sorry, the episodes for the podcast are going to be released. So Alana, why don't you tell us your news? Because your news is the best news. (laughs) Oh, my news is stirring now that I'm speaking. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so on September, oh my goodness, 7th, um, we welcomed a baby boy into our family. So I'm snuggling him right now. So if you guys hear little sounds, it's Ellis. <laughs> He's, um, Ellis David Martins. Um, so yeah, that's been the biggest change for us, <laughs> obviously. Um, just getting used to being a family of four. Um, but it's been really nice. My husband has um, a nice long pat leave. So <laughs> we've been able to like adjust really smoothly I feel like because he's been able to help out and mm-hmm. all that good stuff it's been really 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 great um so we're all doing well Ellis is just chunking up so quick just like Theo did so yeah and I'm doing well and yeah so, <laughs> it's been a funny season it's been like the days just kind of blur by and then all of a sudden it's mm-hmm. like oh my goodness it's the weekend again and it's like okay and then you go into your week and then oh it's the weekend again <laughs> like Days go by so quickly, but it's it's really nice and it's really great. So that's Love basically it. my update. I don't know. We have a new little a new little member to the fam jam over new here, baby. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then on my behalf, we have had a lot of adjustments uh, with going through the loss in our family, and it has been way more um, adjustments and pivoting and grieving than we anticipated. Mm -hmm. Not that we thought of anything less. We just didn't know what this season was going to look like. And this is the first huge amount of 
grief that both Neil and I have ever gone to in losing someone very close to both of us. And so it's been a lot. It's been very hard. It's been a season that's been very challenging to navigate through. And with that, we definitely had to take a step back from pretty much everything in our lives and focus on the family farm and kind of picking up where uh, things left off. And it's been quite a journey. So with that said, that leads us really, (laughs) really well into why we've been gone. Um, And then we will be having a change of schedule just because of life right now. There's a lot of unknowns in my future and my family's future right now. And so being fully committed to our previous schedule is not possible for me. And Alana has just been a total angel in stepping up to the plate and really carrying you guys through. So I hope you commend her on that because she's been doing like 90% of the work over here. So if it wasn't for Alana, this ministry would be not awesome right now. Um, So please do continue to pray for us and that God just sends what this ministry needs to continue flourishing and reaching people and thriving ultimately. And that would be very much appreciated. So we're going to be releasing bi-weekly episodes on the podcast. That is going to be something we're going to try out here previously. Um, If you're new here, we've been doing weekly episodes. So we're going to be doing bi-weekly and that's just going to affect things a little bit differently in terms of what stories look every week on Instagram and just the content you guys are going to be seeing. So Alana, do you have anything to add to that? Um, No, I think you covered it really well, but I think, I mean, I think it'll be a good little transition at least I'm just really grateful that we can continue Mm -hmm. to be putting out episodes to me that was I was like I really hope we can continue to do that because for me I like I was like okay well yeah I can try and like when you were really busy I was like maybe I could you know do it by myself or whatever but I was like but it's not the same (laughs) trying to do like talk about sex all by yourself like that's not it's not the same it's not easy (laughs) and so I'm just really grateful that yeah we can continue on bi-weekly and and the thing is too like eventually maybe we can go back to weekly again but even for this season bi-weekly is just what we need to make this work and so we just really appreciate mm-hmm. your guys's patience and you know grace as we navigate these new seasons in life because just curveballs come and go so we're just taking it as yeah. it comes yeah for sure um <laughs> I heard a really good quote the other day and it it was, you know, this was, this is the chapter we're in right now. I didn't get to pick the book. I don't get to pick the chapter. I'm like, that's really fitting Mm -hmm. uh, for everything right now. (laughs) Yeah. So the only thing that I do know going forward is that God is covering this and he has established it and sustained it since the very beginning. And I have no doubt that he will continue to do so. Um, so for anyone who has had doubts, I will say that confidently and Alana and I are both on the exact same page with that. Um, so there is a ton of, a ton of things still come into fruition and we do have some really fun stuff coming up for you guys. Even if we haven't been totally present as far as our original schedule was for you guys, we have been doing stuff behind the scenes. So there is some fun stuff coming. Um, and one of them being the Unquenched Conference. And this mm-hmm. is something we are really looking forward to and excited to partake in. 
Um, Alana's been sharing a lot of that on the stories on our Instagram. And pretty much it's a virtual marriage conference that is covering like, honestly, every single topic I think I would have loved to hear when I first got married. And I'm excited to hear eight years into marriage. Um, yeah. It's going to be absolutely epic. So that is happening. Alana, do you have anything to share on that? No, I just, I'm really excited for people to, to actually be able to listen to all the sessions and stuff. And I was looking at the workbook mm -hmm. that Evelyn put together for like my session that I had done. And it's incredible. She's put so much work into this. And like what I talked about for 30 minutes, she's made into like 15 pages of a workbook for couples to go through mm -hmm. together. Like it's incredible. Um, and like an amazing resource. So I just, I'm so excited for the couples who are taking part in it. And, um, yeah. So hopefully that all goes really well. Um, yeah. I'm, and it's our first conference, which is also a, like a giant goal that we got to check off our box and be a part of a yes. conference with something we had put on our list at the beginning and, and we yeah. can cross it off. <laughs> yeah, that is, it is super exciting. Like that was a huge honor. Um, and I'm trying to remember the dates here, Alana. Is it November 4th to 7th? That is the conference days. Yeah, it's November 4th to 7th. Yeah, it's going to be really, really good. All right. So November 4th to 7th is the big weekend. This is all virtual, you guys. And check in our stories because we do have discount codes for the ticket, which is super, super generous of the whole crew behind Unquenched. And it's definitely worth doing. If you're going to do something for your marriage this year, this is definitely one of the things I would put top of the list as far as really investing into your marriage. So that's a big deal. And that's really exciting. Um, with that all said, Alana, you had posted a Q&A. And yes. I think we'll, we've got some good questions to go through. Yeah. So we got so many questions from you guys, which is incredible. And so we'll just go through like a chunk of them today mm -hmm. um, and just answer some questions because you guys all have totally valid and, you know, questions that are important to you and things you're wondering. So mm -hmm. we... Not that we're experts by any stretch, but <laughs> let's talk about it. <laughs> okay. So intimacy after pregnancy loss, it's never really talked about. It's one of the questions. Mm. And I feel That's like, a big one. yeah, it's a totally valid question. I, I, yes. and I've been through this. So my husband and I, um, Jeff, we experienced, we had a miscarriage, um, last year, actually around this, well, October, it was right around my birthday actually. Um, but yeah, so beginning mid October and yeah, it's totally, and it, I mean, I think this too could kind of lump into intimacy after grief. I think that's yeah, also, absolutely. um, it's a weird thing, um, because I remember being intimate afterwards and you kind of almost have this weird like half guilty feeling um, and your mm -hmm. mind is kind of on on the like the sadness and on like what you just experienced yeah. but you also want to be present in yeah. you know your intimacy but it's, it's kind of a weird like yeah. torn feeling within you I found um, where I was like wanting to experience you know pleasure and joy in you know making love with my husband but the back of my mind was still like sad and so it's a very weird 
a weird thing that yeah people don't really talk about yeah for sure and i think that's something going forward we would love to expand on things like Mm -hmm. this so i want to thank you for even even bringing this up because it's a very 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 hard topic and we just want to commend you on that because it's a very real thing yeah. and going about grief and loss and intimacy i can totally understand the the whole lot of emotions that can come behind that yeah i think we should do an entire episode on that one day yeah i'm game for that that's a great idea okay and so this question was from a man at first i was I was reading it in my head as if it was from a woman, but um, he said, it's very rare that I feel sexually wanted by my spouse. Do I need to be, quote, sexier, unquote? Mm -hmm. And at first, when you read it in like from a woman's perspective, you think of it almost differently than as if you're reading it from a man's, right? It's interesting. Absolutely. Um, This is a great question. And I'm glad that it was asked because this is something that, a lot could be spoken um, to. And the first thing that I want to say is one of the first responses we as humans have when our spouse maybe isn't giving us the pleasure or the physical um, attention or affection or the sexual affection that we are desiring, um, we will often just immediately divert to what's wrong with me. And I want to encourage you not to think that it's a conversation that needs to be had between husband and wife because seasons really play into effect of our sexuality, like very, very, very intensely. So, you know, if your spouse is going through a season of chronic stress, hormonal changes, maybe, maybe there is a baby that was just had, maybe there's still postpartum involved, you know? Maybe she's between having babies very close together. Maybe there's menopause involved. There's so many things that can come into effect to this, you know, emotional or mental battles. Maybe she, maybe a spouse is just going through a tremendous amount on the inside that you don't know about. And that all will affect a person's libido. So those are the two biggest things I, I always recommend when this, this question is brought forth is you can't beat yourself up. You can't mm-hmm. take this to a really really personal level as to asking questions like what's wrong with me um and you need to understand also where your spouse is at so conversation needs to be had and definitely be praying over it it's very hard to be super vulnerable with each other on this kind of level when you're feeling rejected the the whole feelings of rejection really hits really really hard Um, so sometimes even writing a letter about how you're feeling and how you desire to overcome this together and get back on the same page is a really good idea. Yeah. And it reminds me too of our, um, sexual slump episode and like the varying sex drive episodes. I feel like we, we also talk about that then where it's just like, you really need to be having that conversation with your spouse. Um, and be like, Hey, right. Like what is it, you know, that's maybe causing, you know, your lower sex drive right now? Like, like you just mentioned Paris and, um, but just, yeah, like you said, like having that conversation together, I feel like is, is critical. Um, 
because yeah, you can ask that question to us here. <laughs> Do I need to be sexier? <laughs> and we could answer you. But at the same time, like, I feel like you need to be asking your spouse, you know, like, what can I be doing to, you know, not necessarily that you have to do all the these things like do xyz and then your spouse will want to have sex with you but to just have those conversations to find out what's really like more on the deeper level what's more going on 100 mm-hmm. so the question is just married intercourse is so painful for me that we can't get it to work do you have any solutions i'm feeling alone oh this is this is a big lie <laughs> I don't want to make light of it because I understand how heavy this feels, but oftentimes intercourse doesn't just work when you're just married. It's, it is more common than not. Let's put it that way. Statistically, this is something that happens. Um, so we want to encourage you in that because I want you to nip in the butt any feelings or emotions that you're attaching to feeling like a failure or feeling discouraged about this nip it in the butt because you don't want that to have part in your marriage bed. This is something that oftentimes will just fall in line with everything to do sexually within your marriage for years down the road. And then you need to get counseling for it because you have these strongholds attached to how you feel about sex because of maybe you felt like a failure or maybe you feel some kind of bitterness against yourself or even your spouse because things didn't go the way that you guys had planned. It can get very not good. It it can become a a very slippery slope of a lot of harbored feelings. So have a lot of grace. You have the rest of your lives to practice this. Mm -hmm. So don't be hard on yourselves. Um, Sex is a journey. And that is something that we cannot say enough. It is a journey. Intimacy is a journey. Learning your spouse is a journey. Learning yourself is a journey, all in terms of your sexuality. And I think the more we can keep that on the forefront of our minds, the more grace we'll have together, you know, as couples going through these things. Yeah. And I think too, like searching out and getting to like going to see like a pelvic floor therapist and, you know, those kinds of things to just... If there's like, just double check, make sure there's not other things going on that need to be sorted out first. Um, yeah. And yeah, just having lots of conversations and yeah, you know, I think you, you said that really well, Paris. Awesome. Yeah. It's something we've been through <laughs> speaking on a personal level. This is definitely not uncommon. So don't feel alone in that. Yeah. Okay, next question says, um, second trimester pregnant with twins and sex is very painful. How to fulfill both of our sexual desires? Hmm. Coming out of <laughs> just yeah, being pregnant. <laughs> um, this is totally a valid question. And I and I think most <laughs> pregnant women at some point maybe ask themselves this. <laughs> How do we fulfill both of our sexual desires? Um And I think, again, like, I'm just going to sound like a broken record, but talking about it and having those conversations be like, hey, you know, what can we be doing in this season that is still like connecting and makes us feel close to one another and can meet that need for you, even though maybe physically it's not possible, um, you know, if you're on bed rest or, you know, it is painful and things like that, like having that conversations, you know, can we, you know, 
can I give you a hand job? Do you, can we try oral? Um, can we try using, you know, our fingers or, you know, things like that. I think just having those conversations and, and even though it's like a, a stressful thing, maybe it might seem stressful, um, to just try and keep it light and talk about it, um, and make it fun. Like to still try and make those other sexual experiences you're having together fun and interesting. Um, I feel like can, can help. Do you have any thoughts on that Paris? No, you nailed that one. That's really good. Do you have suggestions for couples where both people have a low sex drive? I'm going to say the same thing I said earlier. Don't get down on yourselves. Um, mm. There's a lot of things, like I said earlier, that can contribute to a lower libido. And I am going to, maybe this is going to be a little bit controversial, but I'm going to challenge you not to settle for having a low libido. Um, because mm. oftentimes that points towards underlying things going on environmentally, emotionally, stress-wise, nutritionally, uh, within your own lives. So I would encourage you guys to take that very seriously and make it a fun, exciting journey to travel together towards having more active and responsive libidos. Um, I don't think that is ever a goal that people shouldn't have. That's a great goal to have is to continually be feeding into your libido so that it is strong. It's a health, it's healthy. It's a reflection of the beauty within your marriage. Um, these are all good things. So for people struggling with low libido and it's an unknown reason as to why I'm going to leave that challenge on the table, like really start researching what factors play into that. This is something I've personally walked through. Um, and it's been a long time in coming and understanding things and working towards healing things. And I'll say it's hundred percent worth it. Um, so don't give up, don't get down on yourselves and enjoy the journey together as a couple. Yeah. Well, that's perfect. Man, we're just like banging these questions out. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the best. Perfect. Okay. The next one. Is what do you do if you really don't enjoy sex? Mm. And I think is this is a pretty timely question because our next episode <laughs> um, will really, really hit the nail on the head for this one um, because it's our next episode is all about turning sex from a chore into a joy. And so I feel like that episode will answer hopefully, um, you know, this question. But Paris, what are your thoughts on this one? I am going to say the same as you. We're going to have a lot more in-depth information on the next episode in regards to that. To go into that now, it's such a broad topic that could have so many reasons as to why you're feeling this way yeah. um, that I feel like it would be an injustice for us to start into it and not finish. <laughs> yeah. So tune into our next episode. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Uh, next question says, uh, my boyfriend just told me that he struggles with porn. He mm. strongly believes in freedom and he's felt a great amount of freedom by telling me, what do I do now? Love that question, by the way. Um, yeah. That freedom you're feeling is completely real and that he's feeling as well. When we as believers bring lies or secrets or shame 
from under the covers into the light. That's a huge tactic that in spiritual warfare is just really suppressing the enemy. So because that's what Christ is to us. Like he's going to take the darkness and he's going to turn it into light. And, and there's healing and redemption in that. We are going to encourage you guys to look at the tons of resources we have on pornography. We have some absolutely out of this world, amazing episodes on that, where we took in professionals who devote their entire livelihood to talking on this topic and researching it. Um, so check out our episodes on porn. There are porn series. And Alana, do we have any, we have actually some highlights as well on our Instagram and we talk about covenant eyes on there. And that's an amazing resource that we highly, highly, highly recommend anyone who battles this to look into and use as a tool as they're overcoming this. Yeah. And something that I, that comes to mind as well when thinking about this is to make sure, um, like have that conversation with your boyfriend to actually just let him know too, that he should, he should tell someone else. Like, it's amazing that he's told you, but he also needs to tell someone else so that he can have like a mentor or someone else like keeping him accountable. Um, because it's, it's a tricky position to be in if you're the only one who knows this and you're the only one who has to keep him accountable. Um, so for you, when your question is like, what do I do now? Um, I would say just to be praying for him. And, um, I mean, you can obviously like check in and be like, Hey, like, how is that going? Like, how can I be praying for you specifically in that way? Um, yeah, I think, but yeah, listen to our porn series, um, because we talk a lot about this and, um, Rosie McKinney's fight for love ministries. Um, Mm -hmm. just, she just dives really in depth into the effects that porn has on like wives and stuff. So, um, her, her Instagram and all that stuff is like an incredible resource as well. Mm -hmm. So she has like, even like support groups and things like that for people whose spouses, um, are addicted to porn or struggle with, um, a porn addiction. So, or struggle with watching porn if that's, yeah. So I think lots and lots of resources out there. What wisdom can you share about the wife having a higher sex drive? Oh, don't beat yourself up on that. I don't know why that is often something people feel ashamed about or like something's wrong with them because there's nothing wrong with you and you shouldn't be ashamed about that. That shows that you have a healthy sex drive and that's something you should be stoked about. Um, If you feel like your husband has a lower sex drive, then I'm going to encourage you to do the same thing in researching together as a couple to see how you can do changes within your lifestyle and even your thought patterns about sex and your history around sex and see how you can help that switch happen in gearing his libido up as well. Yeah, it's super common for for couples to have mismatched um, libidos. But yeah, like you said, Paris, to just look into it and um, yeah, figuring out what's the cause of it. And we also have a um, an episode on this as well, like I mentioned earlier, um, where we dive more in depth into it if you're still like not sure um, or if you're like, oh, hey, this is me too. So it's the on mm-hmm. varying sex drives. So that one we really tackle just the, like the varying um, whether it's like a woman having a higher sex drive or the man and vice versa. So, yeah. Yeah. Almost every single marriage statistically has one spouse with a high sex drive and one spouse with a lower sex drive. Um, 
So it's you're falling into the norm and there's nothing abnormal about you as a wife having a higher sex drive than your husband. No. Yeah, exactly. So those are the questions we took for tonight. Um, we always enjoy taking your questions off the hop like this. It's really fun. And I feel like it really builds community and it shows us where you guys are at and what content you would like to see more on our page and on our podcast. So we really, really appreciate you guys getting vulnerable with us and asking these things. It truly means a lot. And it helps a lot of other people with you coming forward with these things because you are never alone ever, ever, ever never believe that. So with that all said, we are going to be getting a lot more stuff geared up here on the Instagram and on our podcast. And we're coming back alive here and we're excited to surprise you guys with some stuff. We're excited to continue to build community with you guys. And we will see you in our next episode. Hey friends, thank you so much for hanging out with us as we dive deeper into meaningful, godly intimacy, tackle the hard questions, and embrace truth while we're at it. We're also on Instagram at Kingdom Sexuality. You'll find our Instagram handle below in the show notes, where you'll also see any other resource links we may have mentioned in today's episode. As always, our hearts are to cultivate deep community and freedom with you guys, and we cannot wait to continue this journey alongside you. We'll see you in the next episode.